Hey everybody, before we get started on today's episode, I want to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast these days with everything you need you know, all in one place. Let me explain how it works. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer or, or iPad or anything like that. Uh, when hosting an on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. To get started, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, from the Diamond to the Dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Hey Twins Nation, this is Joe Gunderson. Hope you all are doing well. Just a little intro here to the show. Just wanted to let you know that it's going to work a little different than our normal show would go. Uh, did have two of the three co-hosts on the show, but uh, they couldn't be together. And then there was also some technical difficulties here. So uh, I do apologize for that. Uh, so the show might be a little longer and uh, not as high as quality as I wish it was, but I uh, still wanted to get stuff out and hope you still enjoy it. Uh, first up will be Sherry, um, and then Daniel uh, joined us later. So hopefully you still enjoy it. And okay, all right, welcome to welcome Twins Nation. This is Joe Gunderson joined. By Sherry from Twins Daily. How are you doing tonight, Sherry? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing just fine. We got uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, our, our team went uh, three and three this week. Uh, lost two of three to the Yankees, and then took two of three from Tampa. Um, so all in all, probably about as good as you might expect, or or maybe even better. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Um, there's a couple of, to me, there was a couple of frustrating losses in there, but those things happen. Um, Tuesday, they got blown out um, by the Yankees here, um, 10 to 4, and um, just a bad game all around. Um, was close until I got home, <laughs> so I'm gonna take the blame for it. Uh, yeah, that was uh, a that was a close one for sure. I was uh, I was out doing something else, and then I get home and it's five to four. Then immediately I I get on the couch, and our old friend Tyler Duffy decides to serve up a 
three round homer like right away. Yeah. Um, he wasted no time at all. He did not, did he? Um, so that's probably something we just how much does that guy really have? Um, you know, it's, it hasn't gotten any better at all. Um, no. With him. Um, and you just wonder, even though I know he's been in the league a long time now, you know, just how bad does it have to Yeah, maybe doesn't have a job. Right, uh, and especially uh, after uh, Chichi Gonzalez put in for his release, and I think I thought that to be one of the most interesting things with with that whole situation was him being DFA'd and placed on waivers, and we still have Duffy. So for me, my mind is absolutely just blown. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think that kind of things come down to years in the league and tenure with the ball club. You know, she doesn't have a history with the Twins, really. And, and I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure Tyler's been in the league longer. Um, So that's – and they're paying him more. Um, so – Yes. All those factor in. Um, so, um, so, uh, but you you saying that Chichi is leaving the organization again? I guess I didn't see that. Um, I don't know about leaving the organization, organization, but he did put in for um, what did it say? Put in for his release, and he was DFA'd the other day, so um, yeah. he was sent down. I don't know if he's leaving the organization or not, but I do know that he did um, exercise his minor league option because he's not out for – he doesn't have any options left. So right. basically, but, he's yes, he's exactly. left wondering what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, so for what she's talking about, um, every – ball player uh what is it five or six years the six. first five or six years in the league yep. um they have what they call op or what they call options on him um and which means they can send them up and down be- uh, between the majors and the minors um however many times they want <laughs> basically um for those six years now Chi-Chi's a little different. He wasn't always a twin. Um, so, um, but either way, his his options are up, which means if the twins, since he's currently in the organization, if they want to bring him up, um, first they have to clear a 40-man roster spot, and then um, if they need to send him down again, they have to designate him for assignment, which gives him the opportunity puts him on waivers, which gives other teams an opportunity to claim him. Uh, I believe they can trade or release him, or if nobody claims him, they want to keep him, they uh, can then, after, I don't know, uh, send him to the minor leagues, and then it's up to him to accept the assignment or not. And uh, I had heard he had a, he had an opt out 
um, that was going to take effect, like, um, yep. but then, um, of course, he didn't use it because he got the call up, um, but if he's going to use it this time, designated after his start on Saturday, that, that makes sense. Um, you know, so we uh, finally got Carlos Correa back off the COVID list. Um, and uh, to make room for him, they had uh, DFA uh, Juan Manaya. Um, and uh, then also we got Jarrell uh, back from the minor leagues. And uh, then unfortunately, that uh, what also happened is we lost Cody Stacechek. He apparently tore his pitching arm and um, I believe he's since had surgery on it and he's going to miss the rest of the season. And, uh, and then, uh, then they got not so great news on Jorge Alcala is that doesn't sound like something too major, but he had a setback in his rehab where I guess he felt some tightness in his elbow. Um, so that's slowing that down. Um, but hopefully it's a minor thing and we can get him back because any time you can get a guy who throws gas, it's good. So Absolutely. So, um, so and then Wednesday, uh, they actually beat those darn Yankees. Can you believe it? That's <laughs> fantastic. I'll take yeah. one game in 20 years. Well, actually, almost <laughs> 10, but whatever. <laughs> We're going to get to that awful record. Um, we'll have to address that. Um, and, uh, I believe Wednesday is really when we saw the reemergence of one Byron, Buck. um, cause he, he, uh, went two for four with a home run. And, um, I have down here that Ryan Jeffers actually had a home run that night and, uh, Gio Urshela got two hits against his old mates and then, Jose Miranda, he had three hits and three runs knocked in that night. Um, then uh, Thursday, they wrapped up against the Yankees and actually had a 7 nothing lead. They jumped all over uh, uh, Garrett Cole, the Yankees' ace, uh, for seven runs, I believe, in three innings. First three hitters uh, actually all went deep including our little spark plug, Mr. Uh, uh, Luis Arise, of all people. Uh, I always think he's Al Newman. <laughs> always, and you know how many home runs Al Newman had in his career? I have no idea. One. Oh, man. <laughs> That's so, fantastic. So it's always a joke. Whenever I always think, oh, whenever a guy hits the second home run, well, he just passed Al on the all-time home runs list. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, poor Al, but so yeah, the first three guys got a home run, and then later on, Buxton hit his second home run of the night. Um, but the pitching did not hold up. Uh, Bundy, Dylan Bundy pitched that night, pitched four innings and gave up four runs. 
and then the bullpen pitched the rest. Attack. Opportunity to take that series looked really. That was a gut punch to me. Yeah, that was um. Yeah. Definitely showing weakness in our bullpen. Yeah. And, you know, people might think that we overreact or, or whatever when we call, when I, you know, I and my brother and probably a lot of other Twins fans call it the Yankee curse. But, I mean, thanks in our games against the Yankees. We've won, won only 100. We've only won 39. So, God, that is unbelievable. Over us. You know, I don't care how good they are. How can they beat us like a, like a, like a drum like that? For, and that's, you know. Yeah. Thankfully, we that's are a not perfect in the same way division. to say it. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, we're not, not in the same division because... We'd be so sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine them playing more, playing them more than what we have to. Twice a year is bad enough. <laughs> twice a year, and then we always manage to get at least one game into the postseason. It's all, and it's always them. And it seems, it, God, it, yeah. it's yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, and you know, yeah. I mean, obviously they've had legitimately better teams than us in that span most of that span but you know even teams that are clearly better than another team get beat more often uh, than we ever do beat them the Yankees yeah I just don't know why they're so and it's not just you know it sounds like it's been a problem throughout the history of the franchise like somebody was I was listening to somebody talk about it the other day like one of the biggest hits in I believe it was 1965, was a Harmon Killebrew home run against the Yankees that like turned the whole season around. Uh, I believe that's what the story I was listening to was, and uh, it's just like so. It's been going on since we since they've been a team. Nice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> huh. uh, so um, anyway, uh, so frustrating series. Again, but you know, it's par for the course, unfortunately. So, but this weekend was much better. Uh, didn't start off uh, great because before Friday's game, we got uh, they finally uh, released results on uh, Royce Lewis' knee. They finally were able to take a second look at uh, his knee see if there was any damage to anything in there. And unfortunately there was, uh, he's, uh, got a partially torn ACL, the same ACL he tore a couple years ago. Um, so he is going to have to have surgery and he will be, uh, out for the rest of this season. And probably they say it's going to be about a, a year recovery. So about this time next year is the next time we'll, we'll see him, play baseball um which just that for us you know 
see that happen to such a such a good player two year two times in a row. You know, he's the good thing is he's like he has a great attitude about it. You know, he's like, Well, I've done this before. I can do this again. <laughs> and how you crazy know. is that at twenty three years old? What's that? That that That's his positive attitude that he is not, you know, he understands that that's what baseball is. Maybe it's part naivete because he's so young. He 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 still thinks he's indestructible. No, I don't know. <laughs> he, but I'm glad he's got that attitude that he's not he's not crushed by it. Um, it's uh, it's a great thing. Um, so we'll, we'll wish that that everything goes as well as it did last time. And uh, that he'll be back in a Twins uniform ASAP. Um, and then they can figure out where they're going to play him and keep him there, right? <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so we, yeah, we can debate why that. We could debate all that again if you want. But no, nope, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it enough last week, I guess. Um, so anyway, after that bad news they they went out and they uh they beat up the uh tampa bay rays pretty good uh they won nine to four uh byron bucks two more home runs and carlos Correa hit a home run and devin smelzer put in six solid innings gave up three runs but uh pitched good enough got a got the win and got nice run support so it was nice to see and saturday uh, they won six to five, um, without the help of their two stars, uh, which is something we're going to talk about. Uh, Byron Buxton, Correa, both were given the day off on on Saturday. Uh, Byron did come in to pinch run, but uh, uh, thank God for Luis Arise that day because. All of a sudden, he's showing he can hit home runs. He, uh, and, uh, with one swing, I believe we were down for it with one swing. His first career grand slam. And yeah, then he yeah. had his, uh, a bat flip ready for that occasion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> And you know what? It's honestly, thank God for Luis Arise every day because he is so unloved and underrated by the fans. I mean, I love the fact that we have Buxton and Correa, but man, we really need to be putting more appreciation on Luis Arise and what he's done for us this this season. Yeah, he's he's been a rock. Um, he is, you know, anybody who I mean, he's going to batting average and just get you know I don't know you know you can really ask more of uh, more than we've got uh, so uh, and uh, bullpen was good on Saturday uh, uh, after Chi Chi Rodriguez he gave up three runs in the first inning but then he he pitched a a few good innings himself, but uh, then uh, the 
bullpen pitched five innings that yep. gave up only one run. And uh, then Sunday, everything went wrong. And the only note I have about Sunday, they, they lost six to nothing, but the uniforms looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the hat, the uniforms looked fantastic. Oh, no, I like the hat with those uniforms. I wish they need to do that combo every time they wear the baby blues. I, they need I to wear like the red, the red hat, but they need to change the colors on the hat. What What's wrong with it? I guess. Well, it's navy blue and red, and the uniforms are baby blue and red. Oh. But yeah, but they were. You know, navy blue undershirt. So oh. that's. That works. I mean, it's the. Okay, always, so that's what we're the going day when with. They, <laughs> okay. Back in the day when they when they actually wore that combo all the time, that it was a navy blue. Uh, the game too, so I don't know. They always had. Uh, so I don't think that would look there, but uh, <laughs> they broke out the red hat with the. Caps personally, because uh, it bring uh, from the uh, early eighties when that was what. So, uh, I guess let's talk about what did I? Uh, so we already talked a lot about the struggles against the Yankees, and we uh, we were about Luis Rice, but we more. After uh, last that's okay. His batting average is 359, which leads Major League Baseball. And, uh, uh, and it was in 12 for 22, scored six runs, and had six runs knocked. Runs. Which uh, doubled his out. Uh, he uh, went from one to three, and uh, I don't know if they've announced two one player of the week. They've been in the running for it, <laughs> right? That's absolutely what I think too. I really think that not that Luis got hosed out of that deal, but I really do. I really do think that he should have gotten just a little. Sometimes we should talk about the the uh, little controversy of that arose on Saturday, where they uh, and created a day off. No, it was kind of a last minute thing where weren't going to give Correa the day off, but then he apparently uh, feel right. So then they scratched him. Um, that makes me feel a little better about it because I have to tell you, um, as a fan, I was, when I think about it, you know, we roughly grew up about, what, six hours from the cities? Mhm. Yeah. 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 You know, we come down for a game, 
and back in our day it would have been Kirby um, or uh, if they're not we're going to be upset you know um, and that's if those guys were healthy they played all the home games yeah and I say absolutely and, they off. Um, and they were never out of the remember unless no, Kirby was never hurt, but um, uh, until the right. last bet of his career, oddly. But, um, you know, uh, so that's, so I get, I get both sides. Guys, you do need to keep the guys healthy for the long run. You know, it's a long season. And uh, both of them have injury histories and whatnot and have had injuries this, this year. I also, I, I don't like to see them both because it just feels it's like you're not giving them a chance to win that game that day. Although odd, that day, that day they did win, <laughs> and then the next day when they're both in the lineup, <laughs> so that maybe defeats. Yeah, them. I, I think you we get that. That's an anomaly. So, oh, I don't, I don't know if it defeats your argument because I get why you say. And by the way, Gio Urshela, who's been one of the more consistent, if not best players, not only defensively but offensively this year for the Twins, mm-hmm. um, he was out that day as well. So oh, yes. you know, yeah, the, the line, the lineup looked looked pretty goofy. Mm-hmm. But I think what we need to understand is that one wasn't planned, which is different. Than if it was planned. So if this yeah. was something where it was like, hey, um, we are actually going to sit uh, Correa and Bucks on the same day, th- it's two different buckets. Correa is probably only going to sit once every maybe week, you know, once every 10 days when healthy. You know, yeah. I mean, the guy is probably going to play, depending on the scenario and the situation, day to night, whatever, he's probably going to play six, seven games in a row. Okay. Right. Um, he's coming off COVID. Uh, you don't know what the overall effects would have been with that. Um, sounds probably more like fever and flu-like symptoms. Doesn't sound like he was, you know, just under the weather. It was more like the guy probably had the flu, okay? And there's conditioning. There's all these other things that come to, into to play. So if you come back and you go, boy, I don't really feel good, you're going to err on the side of caution. I get that. So we live in a day and age where people want to do knee jerk reactions to the smallest of things where, well, God, they put Correa and they put, you know, bucks out of the lineup at the same time, the Correa thing, whatever you said it, Joe, like he, he wasn't feeling that well. So it's a little different. I think where people get super frustrated about is Buxton. We just didn't know that. And well, but, but even so, even so, I think what people get so upset about is like, well, why isn't Buxton playing every day? Why are they keeping him on this? on the managed thing. And I would think now, like before when he went over 40 and I think it was clear he was battling through the ill effects of his knee. Um, I think that people are a little bit less concerned about the fact he was being held out every third game. He's hot right now. Right. And so there's a, there, this is going to cause more friction, not friction. This is going to cause more angst. With Twins fans, because you got a you got a bat that is absolutely on fire right now. A guy just won AL Player of the Week, 
and he's going to take a couple days off this week. Like it's going to be scheduled. Right. And the whole point is because they want him to be healthy. Right. Well, even if he DHs, he's still going to take a full day off. Like what's the goal to get him to a hundred games and he's only played 49 so far. So to me, there's going to be an absolute, like there's a day off coming this week, I would assume. And maybe two and people are going to be pissed. That's where you're going to hear about the most because A is the most exciting player, but B the dude's raking right now and you want him out there because he gives you the best chance to win. I mean, even if we took tonight, for example, Joe, the twins going in to close to the top of the six have only scored two runs off of seven hits, and but those two, two runs, runs came from a box. Yep. yep. <laughs> and the pitch is too well because Seattle really is, can't hit at all. And so the pitching's doing fine. To me, this is where the issue comes. It's like, okay, so if we have to play a team that has good pitching, terrible offense, all right, and we're going to sit Buxton out, he might be the only uh, ability for us to actually manage some runs. Tampa Bay was a perfect example too because you sat him out. Now Correa was healthy, where if healthy, he would have been in the lineup, and the Twins scored enough to win that game six to five. Um, but the Buxton thing, it, it's 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 tough uh, from a fan perspective, from just a hey are you actually trying to win here or are you trying more so to assume you're going to get to a postseason berth and, you know, Buxton, you need them available. But what if the playoffs don't happen because you lost a few key games in September because it was a scheduled off day for Buxton. Um, this is going to cause more friction the healthier Buxton gets and the more he hits as well as we've seen him lately. Um, the question itself being, issue with Buxton and Caribbean off on the same day? No, because it wasn't a scheduled day off for both of them. Different if, you know, Rocco comes out and goes, hey, yeah, we actually gave them both the day off, and that was a mistake on my end, and I really did. From everything I can tell, Rocco Baldelli has done a fantastic job this season of managing not only the roster, or I should say the lineup, but also the pitching staff. Um, yeah as much as possible. I mean, 35 and 27, it it happens in a lot of different ways, but when you have, gosh, have they been shut out? Well, like one of the most times of any team in the, in baseball, it's something ridiculous. And it's it's either like, it's, it's a, it's, they have one of the longer like shutouts or the most shutouts in baseball or like they're up there this season. Along with, um, they have a bunch of two. I think, yeah, and I think, yes, and I think, and I think they have a ton of like two to one or three to one victories. Um, yeah, they have a lot of one eight, eight shutouts so far this year. Yeah, it is, but eight shutouts this year, eight, eight. right. Yeah, and that's and that crowd, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot, and that also that's in large part due to the upheaval of the roster with all the injuries and the COVID stuff and all that jazz. So right, you know. Yep, and they are. Let's see here. I'm just looking at some of the stats here on Baseball Reference. They're ten and six in one run games. Um, you know, they've done very well against, you know, divisional teams in terms of scoring runs 
against divisional teams. Um, you know, you yeah. think about it, they scored 48 runs in 10 games against Kansas City, 41 in 11 games against Detroit. They outscored Chicago 17 to 7. They've outscored Cleveland 17 to 12 in three games. That's a lot of runs in three games where you look at what they did against Houston and they scored three runs in three games against them. Um, they've, they've (laughs) done it right. They've done a good job of manufacturing, uh, of, of, of finding ways to score a ton of runs and, and being successful despite the fact they've been shut out eight times. And that to me is a, it's, that's a managerial thing as, as much as anything, the ability to bounce back after a shutout, right? When you get shut out seven to nothing, against the Dodgers and then on the road the next day or two days later, you score eight runs against Boston. Um, yeah. You know, there's things like that where, you know, they went through that struggle where it seemed like every game against Kansas city was like a, a three to four or one, nothing game or whatever the case may be. Um, they're able to bounce back. They've scored. I mean, they've scored a ton of runs against Tampa Bay. They scored nine runs in back-to-back games against Tampa Bay this year. They've had what three, four games where they've scored double digit runs you know, I just this this team to me, Joe. I don't know if Rocco gets enough credit, and maybe I'm crazy, but there is, like you said, the roster upheaval, all the injuries, but the ability to not get so bogged down in where you have eight games and you can't scratch across a run. And Baldelli is going to great job of taking the mentality of the team and going, "Look, man, it happens. It's a game. Baseball's tough. We'll figure it out tomorrow." <laughs> All right, let's worry about, you know, let's get over this one. We'll worry about it tomorrow and we'll go on and, and we'll play well. And I feel like he has done a fantastic job of doing that. Um, and it, you know what? In 2019, he did a really good job of doing that as well because what did they not lose? I don't think they lost back to back games oh, until no, like no. late in the season, which again, I think, and it might not have been. If it wasn't late in the season, it might not have been at all. But they did a fantastic job of not losing the back-to-backs. Like that was a huge thing. I know that went throughout yeah. the year. Um, there to... I just year was... <laughs> Which, that's yeah. Crazy. So so yeah. So again, that to me is where yeah, you're right. Um, longest losing streak was well, it was actually four games, but it wasn't until like August. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just never got too high, never got too low. That's that's on him. I, I think more than anything, that's a very good idea of how the manager prepares the team after every loss, after every victory, and goes, the, the, the goal is the division championship. All right? We get there by playing consistent baseball. All right? Not being too terrible, okay? But not getting so, like, over the top when we win four in a row, five in a row. You take everything in small chunks. We're going to win a series here. We're going to win a series there. So we've got to give a shout out to Rocco. I don't know if we've done that enough and no, his ability to manage this team. Yeah. And yeah. And of course, if anybody listening is someone who's on Twitter, like we are all, you never see anybody who praises Zim, which, which, you know, so he did. Cause I agree. This, this guy, I mean, he, he's, had to deal with so much just um, with all the, you know, his rosters had sleep daily. <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody new is up, seems like daily that, you know, because of whatever reason. 
And so just that and trying to keep a team in contention, whether I don't care how tough a division you've been put in, that's that's good managing to be able to do that and keep everything going in the right direction. Um, he, he deserves some accolades that for for doing that. that Oh, I mean, definitely there's been time that I definitely question. He's been put in a tough spot more than once, you know, so it's, and he's done a great job. And anybody who wants to get him fired, I dare you to do a a better job than he did, than he's done. So It it would be tough with this kind of roster because – you're seeing it in different teams across the league and yeah. you kind of need your team to be healthy and ready to go. You think of the Braves, the Braves didn't really start taking off until you had Acuna back. You know, they just lost Albies tonight to a broken foot. So who knows oh. how that's going to impact them. It mm-hmm. took them some time to get to a spot where they could really be the team that obviously won the world series, a little bit of that world series hangover, but it took them to start to get healthy, right? The mm-hmm. twins have kind of been in this area. Um, of success and really playing well uh, for a majority of the season. And it's despite the fact that I believe they have had the most starting pitchers of any team in major league baseball. I wouldn't be um, surprised. And I, no, I you know, they did the, the stat that blew me away as, as we come to the end of this show, the stat that blew me away was that the New York Yankees, their starting rotation, the five guys that they opened up, you know, opening day with of the five guys, all of those five guys that they had in the rotation had started every game, but two the entire season for New York, all those five guys. Right. Oh, I wish, you know, (laughs) right. Minnesota sports, uh, you know, Minnesota has had, you know, Weiner they've had, uh, well, Chris Paddock starting now he's done for the season. They've had Devin Smelter. They've had Chi Chi. They've had, I mean, you name it. They've had guys start. um, And they have been treading water with that starting staff. And so every single one of them had a health issue, I think. Right. I think every single one of the starting five that they brought off out of side. Well, no, Chris Archer had Uh, Chris Archer. He's the only one who hasn't. Is that it? Like that might've been it, right? Like Chris Archer, who's started tonight. And he's, he's coming off of injury riddled seasons. So yeah, they won't let him go. Like they're, they're like, no, you can't go more than four or five innings. You know, that's, that's it. That's for him. his fault too, for throwing 80 pitches in that he usually throws about eight pitches by four innings. So right. that's um, that, but, but no, they, yeah. they get nervous when he has, cause yeah, he's already out of the ball game tonight and it's the sixth inning. So I don't, I didn't so, pay attention to what his pitch count was, but. Uh, 67, I believe when I, when I checked. So, okay. so yeah, he, they, they're like five innings. Good job, Chris. See ya. Yep. That's it. So here are the guys. I mean, here's the guys who've started for the Twins so far this year. Uh, Chi-Chi, who's been designated for assignment, and in that assignment will probably be somebody else's um, roster. Uh, Cole Sands. Yeah. Uh, he started three games. Uh, Josh Weiner has started three. Uh, Chris Paddock started five. He's done. Devin Smelter started six. That's... And he's done that's well. a guy that, and he's done really well in the six games that he started. He's got a two point three eight ERA over thirty four innings. 
spreading out hits, not doing a ton of walks. I mean, didn't strike it, out anybody, but doesn't matter. Yeah. No, no, not for him. Soft contact guy. You know, yeah. you know, Ober, Gray, Ryan, Bundy, Archer. Those are all the guys that that have started. You know, you think about it in this rotation and what, again, we talked a lot about the, the pitching or the, the roster, I should say the hitting um, Bundy to me seems like the odd man out. Once you get Ryan over and gray back um, because, you know, they talked about, Hey, we could have a six man rotation. I don't know if that's needed as they get into, it. I think there's some more breaks coming up. And I think Winder too is the guy that I would play. I would have him pitch sooner than Dylan Bundy. I would have him be part of that five-man rotation, and Chris Archer would be my number six right now. And Dylan Bundy, as the season goes on, we can find different ways for him to be a long-ending relief guy or, hey, yes. an emergency starter or a bullpen guy, whatever the case may be. He's not. He's, he's just not part of the future for this Minnesota Twins team. To me, he's a guy that got him a few starts. I mean, he's got him 10 so far this year, mm-hmm. but he has given up. Absolutely. Here you More go, Joe. <laughs> the Minnesota Twins, so. of all these starters, um, not one of them has given up 20 earned runs as of yet. In fact, oh. only one has given up 21 runs total, and that being Chris Archer. Dylan Bunny really? so far has given up 30 runs. 30. Okay. 30, 30 earned runs, I should say. 31 of them. You know, 30 earned runs. Yeah. Um, 57 hits. Like you start looking at the stats, you know, he's only pitched, uh, you know, 46 innings total and actually is last on the team in innings pitch because of what Archer did or not last, but second, um, in innings pitch because of how Archer went today. But gosh, you look at this, it's 57 hits. No one's given up more than, you know, 40. So he's super far ahead in that list. Um, 10 home runs. That's an incredible amount um, uh, where you look at – yeah, it's just like – certainly went so It's just ugly. Thing. His whole line is ugly. Yeah, yeah it, it went ugly quick. And I can't wait for him to – I can't wait for him to have a diminished role with this team. Just a diminished role. Um, maybe in a spot where he can be more successful, if that exists. Yeah, I, I think – I think, yeah, what you're saying is probably what's going to happen is, yeah, he's probably going to be turned into long relief or or maybe they will take the measure and he will be he will be released. We'll see. It'll, um, but I just, like you, I don't know that they can afford to keep him in the, the uh, regular rotation the later the season goes when the games really start to, to matter. So, yep, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what I think. I think we're in agreement there. Um, well, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, is there anything else we needed to talk about? I think. I mean, I think that covers most of it. It's the only other thing would be, you know, the rest of this week as the twins are on their West coast swing. Right. I mean, that's kind of it. Um, they're playing some not great teams. <laughs> and um, yeah, Mariners and the, the D backs. Yeah. Mariners um, and the D backs this week. And then. Uh, yes, yeah, six games there. Central teams. They, they, with, uh, yeah. 
I mean, these these six games, a lot of late starts. So you've got tonight, tomorrow, you know, Friday, Saturday. I'll, uh, where we find out just how old we are, man. Right. Well, we're up now. It's late, so I'll probably be able to watch the rest of this this game um, tonight. But I, what's I had to rearrange. You know, I usually would take a shower before I go to bed. I took it at at six. <laughs> You're a wild man. Look at you taking a shower at six. You're a wild man. Um, what what's your expectation this week with playing? Um, these teams, the the Niners or the Niners, <laughs> the Mariners and and the Diamondbacks. I mean, I feel like you know, they need to go four and two at at, at least. They should four they and should two. At least take two or three from each team. If you know, I'd be disappointed if it if it's another split like last week. Uh, you know. So. Yeah, you're you're playing two, in a sense, kind of opposite teams. Now both are sitting at fourth place in their divisions. Right. Um, the Mariners and the Diamondbacks are in really competitive divisions. Diamondbacks more so than the Mariners. And the Diamondbacks, you know, have kind of held their own this year. I don't think we expected them to be twenty nine and thirty three. Of these two teams, the, the Mariners had the expectations. The Diamondbacks did not. Right. The Diamondbacks, they're they're doing okay, even though they're in fourth place. Yeah, and I would say based on who what division they're in, when you have to play the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> that's rough, right? Yeah. All at least seven plus games over five hundred, and the Padres and Dodgers are, you know, thirteen, fourteen games over five hundred. That's it, not easy. Um, but the Diamondbacks score um, can score actually. Uh, yeah. They don't really hold anybody. I would say they've given up 286 runs against, which is kind of one of the higher marks in the National League. Oh, my. Um, the Mariners have actually only given up only, but it's a decent. They've only given up 259 runs, which is six less or six more than the Twins um, so far this year. Um, and if you want some, like, reference for, like, okay, so where would that fall in terms of runs given up, um, we would assume that a team like the Braves – for example, would be pretty good in run prevention, or even the Phillies. Uh, both those teams nice. have given up 258, 63 runs respectively. Um, but those offenses are scoring 40 to 50 more runs than the Seattle Mariners have this year in about the same amount of games. And so the Mariners just don't hit. And they can pitch, they can't hit. The Diamondbacks, I think, can hit a little bit better. Definitely can't pitch. And so four and two i like where your head's at with that one i would hope for four and two as well um on a west coast swing and it's important for minnesota to come off what they're going to feel like is a fairly successful uh schedule against the american league east where they went five and four and build on that against some weaker teams and to me this is the start you said it right away at the beginning of the podcast it's like it's kind of the start of can the Twins create some actual distance in the Central before the All-Star break? Um, because the opportunity is ahead of them with all of these lesser-than-dominant teams on their schedule from you know Seattle, Arizona, Colorado, Baltimore. It, it starts this week. I'll go with you on this one. I'll go 4-2 and two as well and, and hope we see that happen. Yeah, I mean, I would have been brave and say, 
they better go six and zero. But no, we four and two. I I think that of course I'm not going to put it out of the realm of possibility that they have a perfect road swing. But four and two that that's that's what I think we should expect. Just because they these team they are better than these teams. Um, just the way it is, and so um, that's hopefully what we see, we, and we're we're looking good so far tonight. Um, seventh inning here in game one, and they're they're up two to one. So anyway, well, thanks for joining me today, bro. Yeah, well, thanks for. Thanks for having me. I know the schedules are tough as it is with everything else going on in today's world. So I was glad I was getting a chance to uh, set up with you, talk a little twins. You can tell I had some opinions. Uh, I'm never short on those, obviously, but um, it's fun to talk about a team that's playing well, right? Yeah. Fun to talk about a team that's actually having some success rather than, you know, talking about what we had to go through last year. Um, and, you know, let's just build on this. Let's get everybody healthy. Let's get these pitchers back. And hopefully in a week we're talking about a team that's maybe 40 wins, right? I mean, that would be incredible if they were to hit 40 wins in the next week, which that would mean a five and one six game stretch. Not out of the realm of possibilities, but hey, you're 40 and 28 in the middle of June. Let's go, right? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I like it. Love it. it. Yeah. And, uh, getting help and getting healthier as we've already talked about i like we're, we're trending upwards trending upwards trending upwards love it man love it all right man well and thank you for putting up with the uh, technical difficulties tonight um uh but i'll let you go and you have yourself a good evening and uh good week and We'll talk to you hopefully next week, if not sooner, bud. All right. Sounds good, Joe. We'll talk to you later. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Yes. Um, so I had heard actually that Carlos Correa was on the um, roster to start. That's why it came out so late. But he was experiencing fatigue um, probably more than likely from um, symptoms of COVID. And so I think they decided at the last moment to keep him off. I don't think it was intentional to keep them both off at the same time, but I do believe that, um, you know, I, I think it might've been possibly handled a little bit poorly. I mean, they're, they've had some very close calls this season with where they are going to, or when they are going to post the lineups. Um, and I do realize that that's frustrating. Them later yeah, later and later and later, late. every series. He's pushing right up to game time, doesn't he? Right. Um, and I'm not sure yeah. if that's strategic or if that's because something's going on. I really have no idea. But that being the case, mm-hmm. you know, that part I understand being frustrated with 110%. But and I do realize that people want to see these um, gentlemen play, but what we have to remember is there is a squad of other guys that are just as capable of 
Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> so, uh, how about our team? 500 uh, homestand. Thursday, when they had a seven nothing lead against the Yankees, to lose. Uh, but that hmm. part of the course. Uh, you think you'd win a game where you seven run cushion, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah, was it was it seven runs or was it less? I thought it was less. Let's see here. I know at least it was. They got seven runs off the cold before they took. Before he was taken out in the third. Maybe it was like seventy-two, but <clears throat> and uh, so, uh, you know, and that's the game where they they made history. They they uh. Made it where the first time in the Yankees history they gave up to the first ball game. <laughs> and the right back didn't the matter end. in the end. No. Yeah. Oh, it's because the twins are the twins are cursed when they play that team. I mean, I'm absolutely convinced, and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. Whether or not you believe in curses or not, that's a curse. They're cursed, and that's just. They're, they're 39 games. <laughs> Cursed. I, you, you know, convinced that no matter what the what their record could be, they would lose and lose in the most fantastic. Like it just like for them. What? Well, let's see here. So that's the ten to seven game, right? Yeah. So the one you're talking about. Well, first yep. off, um, the, the Dylan Bundy experience. I'm over it. Right? Yeah. I don't um, know what else? I wonder if, his, if this might be the last week because we finally we're getting Joe Ryan and uh, Sonny Gray back this week. Finally, so I wonder right. if that will spell the spell the end of his tenure. Oh well, yeah, and yeah, I would hope so. So I mean, you think about it. It was seven to three. Seven to three is okay. what the score was. Um, okay. And then, you know, Bundy can't, you know, Joey Gallo's hitting what, a buck, buck 80. And Dylan Bundy gives up two homers to him. Yeah. Um, DJ LeMay, who comes in, hits a homer, it's seven to five. Aaron Hicks goes deep off of Joe Smith, who's losing his effectiveness. I think the Duran thing, um, Johan Duran, I should say, him giving up runs, that's. Probably the most sickening thing of all of this. I, uh, I since we're starting with that series, anyways, I uh, that's the one I think that sticks out the most um, to me. Not the eight to one loss or the ten to four win, but that that loss at ten to seven because 
to score seven runs in the first three innings against Garrett Cole, who, uh, by the way, was dealing, you know, coming into that game. Was he like five and yeah. one with an under three ERA or whatever it was? And for them to do that within the first three innings was pretty impressive. And then Buxton doing his thing, which I know we'll get to eventually on this podcast because oh, yes. can't, can't ignore the man that's on fire. But I don't know. It just it, it frustrates me to no end. And this is maybe what it's like to be a Minnesota sports fan. But, you know, we focus on the fact that they went three and three during the homestand against the NL, uh, the AL East and five and four overall against, um, you know, three really good teams over the last nine games. Um, yep. Yep. They treaded, they treaded water <laughs> as their team continued yep. to suffer COVIDs and injuries. And I mean, I mean, that's great, but here's the reality folks. They're going to have to go through New York at some point if they make the postseason, and yep. they they got to prove that they cannot they, they can't be losing games like the way they did like you can't lose when you're up seven to three and maybe if it was joe ryan pitching or sunny gray pitching okay maybe be a little bit different but this is where it lies the problem minnesota twins is always i feel like the twins have always thrown out just a, a cascade of dylan bundy's like these reclamation projects that it's like oh okay cool they can't throw hard. We're kind of hoping they figure it out. And like, I, I get that we got to wait for these guys to get off the injury list. I'm so over Dylan Bundy. I'm so over Chichi Rodriguez. I mean, like, <laughs> let's. And, and this is more probably speaking to the future. But if, if anything, the U, New York Yankees series should have proven to the Minnesota Twins that while the Central is winnable, and I still think they can win it at this point, they are so far away from actually being a legitimate team that could win a game in the playoffs because, again, if it's not York, it's going to be Toronto. And if it's not Toronto, it's going to be Tampa Bay. And those pitchers, every time they step on the rubber, you feel more confident in who the Twins are facing than who the Twins are pitching. At least, yeah, the Twins have to throw out their I mean, well, you know. even if it's, but but that's the point. But that's the point. Like you get to the postseason, that's the back of the. I mean, uh, you're not going to face the other teams back in the rotation. How's it going? So, so you're telling me you're going healthy and ready to go. You know. Okay, so so again, and this is the constant argument yeah. that I think we'll hear for the rest of the year. But the Minnesota Twins will have Joe Ryan, who's a rookie. Sonny Gray, who oft injured this year, then what? Devin Smelter, Josh Weiner, Chris Archer, maybe, which I know he's at least stayed healthy and he started to progress a little bit better, and he's pitching tonight. Um, but that's yep. that's your that's your that's your three essentially. Right now, that's something they need to definitely look at in the. Trade market. <laughs> if that's if yes. Doing anything? That's the thing they gotta they gotta do for the by the trade de- and, trade deadline. I is gotta find a at yes. least a second starter or third starter or at the very least, if not if not be considered an ace. If they well, you know. now you you think about it too. So even if we looked at reversing this game. They go up seven to three. Dylan Bundy can't shut down Joey Gallo of all people. How'd the bullpen perform? Like, you know, 
Johan Duran's going to have those games. Right? Johan yeah. Duran's going to have those games. But then you, 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 still, you still have what now? Joe Smith doesn't look the same. I feel like he's given up. And I can look this up over top, but I feel like he's given up quite a few homers in the last few outings. I feel like he's getting hit around where before it was like the guy would come in and it would be great because you knew he was just going to, it would be like bases loaded. No, but you know, he is an aging veteran. I feel like the last few games that he's gone through have been, I mean, he's 38 years old. Let's be real here. You know, um, man, if I can find, let's see here. So if I, I wasn't prepared to go into Joe Smith territory, but I'm here. So I'll, I'll accept that. But <laughs> you look at his last appearance. Okay. So, you know, he hadn't given up an earned run in his first, let's see here. However many appearances. It looked like 16. Yep, 16 appearances. He hadn't given up an earned run. Since then, right. he has appeared in seven more games. He has um, given up seven earned runs, three walks. Mm-hmm. Three homers, a 9.95 ERA, and six innings pitched. Six and a third innings pitched. Uh, a loss, two blown saves, and two holds. I mean, so yeah. now Tyler Duffy, who was is over. Joe Smith, who has been brought into who continues to be brought into high leverage situations. He hasn't pitched earlier than the seventh um, all year, except for a handful of times. One of those being the sixth against New York. But you think of what he's done over the last few games, including against Tampa Bay on the 10th of June, where he gave up uh, two hits, a run, had a strike. It's just my point being is that, and th- this is this is where I get super frustrated with with who we are as sports fans and Minnesota sports fans in general. It's that, yeah, but they went five and four against a really tough team. That's great. This team has lost 18 playoff games in a row. 18. Okay. And if we look at every year in a vacuum, the vacuum this year is going to be, oh, well, they didn't expect to make the playoffs and they still might this year and it could be. I want to cheer for a team that I actually feel confident in the postseason will actually win not only a game, but a series. And right now, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not. I have no confidence in the Minnesota Twins breaking an 18-game losing streak because if it's not the Yankees – and it's going to be Tampa Bay, or it's going to be Toronto, or it's going to be the Houston, right? So you're you're going to run into a team you're going to just well, be confident on, unless the Twins do something, right, at the trade deadline. You know, we'll just live in this. Hey, they won five and four against three over five hundred teams. Awesome. Okay, when are they going to go six and three? When are they going to beat the Yankees in an actual series? When are they going to not lose a game that they're up seven to three in? Like, when are these things going to happen? Are they ever going to happen? Yeah. It's... I'm being a Debbie Downer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're coming out of the gates. That's okay. Ha. It's a concern, is it? They haven't. They don't. Tough. Uh, teams in their division. I thought the White Sox would be a lot better than this. That's that. They could get into that. That, that could maybe they 
chemistry with their manager. Colin, like, I don't know if you saw this week. He, yeah. Totally rude. Larissa. Talking about, of course, he. They had a batter um, in a 1-2 count, and he decided to intentionally block him anyway. Right. Yeah. Like, what? No, and I and I saw that. It's it, it you know, it is worse in other places. Like you could be where? You could be Chicago, right? And then they're chanting fire Tony, you know, wherever the crowd is. You could be um yeah. you could be what? You could be uh Anaheim, right? And you could be losing thirteen in a row and and I get it. The yeah, twins are okay. They're in a better position than most. I got it. I got it. But yep. I just don't. You know, again, this is where I'm coming from, being a Twins fan for the however many years. So, what? What am I? Thirty three. So thirty three years. I came out of the womb, right? Like, hey, let's go Twins. Okay. And then two years later, they won the World <laughs> Series, and then I was forever ruined. <laughs> two-year-old toddler and you had a world championship <laughs> right exactly nothing since well if you're a, somehow be a raptors fan you got that and then you got you had a I like to cowboys fan so you've had your you've had a little right there I had something, right? You for, for over 30 years, so. Uh, <laughs> we're okay, but, so the negativity's uh, over. We're yeah, moving past that. Huh? Said the negativity's over. I'm moving past the that. The negativity's over now? Okay. Why don't we... We already talked about the tragedy that was the Yankee series, and then... They did take two out of three against Tampa, and um, they they beat them Friday and Saturday. Uh, basically, because it's been a two-man show this week of Luis Arise and uh, Byron Buxton. Um, Luis um, showing a little bit of power this week. They, it was one of the three home runs they hit against the Yankees in the beat to death. And then uh, on Saturday, they were down four to nine, and he came up, and uh, of all the people to hit a grand slam, <laughs> steps up and tanks one into the right field the line. He had a no doubter so much that he's. He's pulling out his back legs. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, which I'm. I didn't even. I didn't even see it. I haven't seen the video of this thing. They talked about it. I had looked for it for like an hour afterwards. I was like, "Where is this thing?" Didn't see it. So if I didn't see it, it didn't happen, right? <laughs> no, no. There's no video of it out there. There should be. Uh, I. I'm sure. You can. Oh. Huh. The camera's cut away. Um, there's a guy. So the camera's cut away. Huh? 
What's that? So the cameras cut away. Oh, they cut away before they show. That's too bad because, uh, uh, like, you know, on the e coverage, then it might have you might not have seen it when when that, but then then they show them doing it. But anyway, it was just funny that he would do that. But speaking of him, the man, uh, as a, a going into the night, he was he's got a 359 average all of baseball for you know, highest batting average. Um, and I believe he leads in. Um, just this week, he hit two home runs. So I was talking about went 12 for 22. Scored six runs and not. Um, um, yeah. It's just him and Byron Buxton. He went. He hit, hit five homers and in only games in the last days. And if we want to be up to date, so make it six, six home runs in the last six games he's played or seven games he's played. <clears throat> um, yeah. At least that at six eight bear bucks whoever was ailing him may <laughs> so yeah these I don't know two if you ever read the book Hello? What we were saying is that it's probably one of them loses this. Elliot Soto they brought up today is going to set back down to the minors fairly when they reactivate either Joe Ryan or Sonny Gray uh, is one of the moves anyway. Um, just He's just here kind of an emergency thing because they don't know if Right. I think they knew exactly. Yes. Uh, it's just that they knew he couldn't play. Yeah. He, he um, <clears> okay. Out. Right. Yeah, the hamstring, and I think he came out again in the 12 or yesterday or whatever the case may be. Re- regardless, okay. So yeah. he's up right now because of the Sands move. And then what do you do once Carl Garlic? comes off the IL or comes off the IL then you send know. the other guy down okay uh, I, I don't know if who uh, maybe that actually might might be uh, I don't know is it is, do you send down Jose Miranda then maybe um, because you know technically you do you have guys who can play third base? Um, you know, if Urshela goes down, you could stick. Even though heaven, I, I don't know that I would want to see uh, Luis Arise do that again. Right. Be over there. And so can Nick Gordon if he's healthy.
that is to is probably send him down to get more seasoning, um, or just just because, um, you know, you like to have, but it right, yes, and a pinch hitter where I mean. Guy who kills lefties. And, I, and again, maybe we're maybe we're okay. So he's killing lefties. That's great. But Jose Miranda at least can play first base for you. Or Kyle yeah. Garlic. Would you would you trust him? Would you trust him being your everyday first baseman? No, I've never seen him do that. Uh, right. And play left field. So. So, again, it. And I know we maybe it's it's again it's probably a lot that you know I'm I'm making a lot out of nothing here with mm-hmm. with this whole bit I I, I probably am Jose right. Miranda in the month of June in alone right the guy's got four let's see in the month of June alone he's hitting three forty four uh, eleven hits eight RBIs now he does have eleven strikeouts to one walk um, but he's got three doubles couple homers I mean the guy is hitting for some power out of that right-handed spot. He's figured it and, out, you know, after that really slow start. He figured because you, Right, because you can have him play every game, and he usually does when he is in, you know, and giving him the opportunity to play, right, at first base or third base, but it's mostly been, I'm just looking here quickly, at first, mostly been first base, done a little bit of first and third, and DH. I just... I don't know if I like sending down Jose Miranda, and then it just gets more complicated because Alex Kirloff has played so well. So then, what do you do? Do you take down line And again, there's, we're belaboring this issue, but this is the this is the thing that we're going to have to deal with more often than not as we get into the month of uh, later into the month of June and, and early into July. Um, as long as these players continue to hit the way they could, they hit the way they should, and then the question becomes: Is Nick Gordon expendable this year? And he's not. Now that Royce Lewis is hurt, where I think if Royce Lewis hadn't been hurt, I think you look at Nick Gordon and go, "All right, we got a bunch of lefties on our team. We got Kirilov, we got Larnick. Nick Gordon's a, like an athlete, but I we would rather have Royce Lewis playing at these different positions in the outfield, spelling Correa at shortstop, and you would feel more comfortable with him, not only because I think he's more talented, but also because he's a right-handed bat. And so the Royce Lewis injury just to me, it it's it, it's frustrating." going back yeah. to the curse that the Twins have, um, which the now affects prospects as well. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just it, – it, that that part's frustrating yeah. in the sense of him getting hurt. You did say it, though. It's a nice problem to have. Um, but and, – And so, so yeah. One thing we didn't bring up is, you know, these pieces could – you know, because when you were on your Debbie Downer – Phase there, and uh, yeah. talking about how we need pitching, um, that might be the solution. Is a piece or two could be used to bring in right. So. You've got that opportunity. You've got that opportunity, um, and you know. And I thought, so, yeah, right. So. Nick Gordon would have absolutely been a tradable option, I think, at the deadline. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. 
and now so you can't make that move. They could, you know, so could a like want to give up on a guy like Alex Kirilov, but you know, if maybe. Well, no. I don't know if Alex Kirilov, by and large himself, is going to bring in an ace. I think that no. he might bring in, but a, yeah, maybe a three, right? Maybe a rental, a number three. Like, would Alex Kirilov bring in a a Jose Barrios? No, but Alex Kirilov, Nick Gordon, maybe somebody else. They might bring in someone like a Jose Barrios. Now, Jose Barrios was unique, right, because of his contract when the mm-hmm. Twins traded him because he was under control for a little bit longer. Um, but you need a guy that you feel confident in. And I'm not going to go into who might actually be out there because I don't even know. I haven't done the research. This wasn't actually part of what we had planned to talk to, but as organic as these conversations happen, we've, we've fallen into this trap. Yeah. Um, Nick Gordon, I think, would have been an absolutely tradable asset for for anybody, um, you know, for the Minnesota Twins to, to put out there. Had Royce Lewis not gotten hurt, right now, and you know we need him. <laughs> yep. And so. the other question would be is, is Alex Kirilov? Would you rather have Alex Kirilov or Trevor Larnick? See both. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I know that. That's the thing. You. And, and I think the one no, thing that's doing it now. right. No. And, and oh, he's doing it defensively. Like he's doing it Larnick. defensively too. He's doing basically what you get from Kirilov. Um, you know, the only, and plus he's played some great defense. Uh, showed off his arm the other day. Um, uh, but, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, do you think maybe they? I mean, I don't know if you want to get rid of a veteran in the middle of a pennant race, but I was like, you would, you want to see if they, anybody would want to take Kepler? But because <sighs> then that would that would free up the spot for Kirilov. Now let's let let's put this all into perspective. Kirilov is hot. Yes. Right now. He's so hot right now. (laughs) You're not going to get rid of – I mean, you're not going to get rid of a Kepler on the hopes that Kirilov figures it out eighth time into the major league level, right? You're just just not going to do that. Um, It's not that many, but yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Yep. Well, I mean, feels like it's been a while. The reality is is you're going to – what I think is going to happen is Kirloff, unfortunate or fortunate, fortunately or unfortunately, whatever the case may be, it's going to take an injury. And it could be Larnick, could be a Sanchez going down. Well, not a Sanchez. I take that back because they'd have to replace him with a catcher. So uh, scratch that, scratch that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, could it be a Kepler? Could it be, a, you know, a, a Larnick? Could it be, again, could it be Garlic again? And, and Kirloff is going to have to. He's. I think he's just personally going to have to wait until there's an injury before he comes up because unless unless Larnick all of a sudden just craters to the point where he's on an 0 for 50 streak or you know whatever the case may be, um, I truly believe it's going to take a lot at this point 
to get Kirilov back up to the major league level and to see that because they need him to have consistent everyday playing time. And I don't think he'll get that at the major league level. Well, one other possibility because they had been, you know, early in the season, they had been going with uh, um, playing their two catchers at the same time. The one with DH, but mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Jeffers is not doing well. He just turns into the backup catcher and sees his playing time cut. Kirloff takes the DH at bats. It, it, that's an option. And could you could you have some way where you keep Larnick as the left fielder and then you just have Garlic and Kirloff swap be the guys that are hitting? Um, one hits against the righties, the other hits against the lefties. Because they're not gonna yeah. they don't use garlic against the righties. I mean that's clear. Um they haven't the, somebody's hurt. No. Right. No. Nope, right. So in that even in that scenario to me though, it's like okay. So that takes place without an injury. Who do the twins who do the twins take off this again? And and you're not willing to give up Celestino. In no, your I'm mind. Sorry, Matt. Or, no, he's okay. He's, you know, he's the fourth outfielder. You know, he's the one who can play every outfield position. You know, he's he's basically, you know, you love we both love uh Luis Arise. If you watch Celestino, he's the right handed version. Right. <laughs> right. So therein lies the issue is that okay. So I don't you know because handed any Yep. You're you're hundred percent right. I, I don't I like him on that. I don't think you're wrong there. I don't think they are. But but yeah, so then this the scenario you laid out, which makes a hundred percent sense and is actually a very like from a from a theory you know, from the idea of how the lineup would be structured, uh, gives a great balance. You really don't have to think things through. Now Jeffers becomes your maybe your everyday defensive catcher rather than doing DH stuff or Sanchez becomes more of that defensive catcher or the everyday catcher rather than DHing. Your problem again is you have to get rid of Nick Gordon then if you bring up Kirilov. Like we keep running into this problem. <laughs> and the twin I think like, I think he's out of options, right? I think that's the whole bit is the reason this hasn't happened yet. Is that they would have to pass through waivers, correct? Well, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know his situation there, but but you know, Nick Gordon's actually been doing well, man. Um, I, I I don't have any complaints. I mean, he that. hasn't been terrible. So no, I, no. So I mean, it would just be a roster crunch thing, yeah. Really. If and then and they're not gonna. That, that's that would be sent down, yeah. All right. Yeah, and so that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, so, um, so. yeah, to me, it's it. it I, I'd have to look up. Is Nick Gordon out of options? Um, it feels like he would. It be. just becomes. Yeah, he's out of options. Okay, uh, according to our favorite page, Twins Daily. Um, so, well, yeah. So, yeah, feels like you can't. You really can't do 
um, anything. And they've, and it's been written about by, you know, multiple outlets, but essentially, you know, it's an odd spot. He's out of options with the twins. Um, so again, this is what it comes down to. If we want to see Kirloff make major league baseball again this year, it's gotta be through an injury, I think, or it's gotta be if they trade Gordon, which maybe not happen because you said he's doing well. And he, and I mean, he is a talented player. He's got a lot, a ton of athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe what is more of the reality now than maybe what you want to admit is Celestino is going to get sent down. Maybe. I because I'd, I'd hate it, but I but I I could I I guess it's possible. I, because now Gordon becomes your he can play center field, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so he's the guy. He's the guy who has to spell Buxton. Uh, no, nobody is. But yeah, he, he for a guy who who became a utility guy level, he's he's done it okay. He's you know right. So and a lot of that is due to his athleticism. You know, obviously. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So. Um, he could. Yeah. It's a great discussion, and it's a good place to be if you're a Minnesota Twins fan because you know what we're not talking about. We're not talking about a team seven games out of first place and, hell, a majority of this roster has underperformed, and you know they, they treaded water well enough uh, against some really good teams that they're still in first place against the rest of the division that looks to have some way more serious issues. Um, Cleveland, they, they could score a ton of runs. Um, can they prevent a ton? Eh. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicago, right? They've got managerial issues. And a- as much as I know we want to touch on this before the end of it, the Twins are arresting Correa and Buxton on the same day. <laughs> um, you know, the White Sox are walking dudes, you know, intentional passes with two strikes. And they're just doing a lot of goofy stuff. So, that you know, in large part, roster construction – be what it is. The twins are actually getting to a point where they can talk about that because they're getting healthier and that's entertaining. I mean, this isn't a cut and dry, like, okay, Jose Miranda has to go down because he isn't performing or Celestino has got to go down because he hasn't performing. They're actually playing well. And Miranda has actually played really well this so far the month of June. So now we're in a position. It's like, all right, what do they do? Um, and I, I think like we said, they're in a good spot and it, it'll be interesting to, to see what comes about that. Thank you for listening to the Twins Nation podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Twins Nation podcast. On Twitter, we're at at Twins Nation pod. You can follow each of the podcasters individually on Twitter. Chris is at WZFG. Chris, Sherry is at MN Soda, as in Minnesota, MN Soda Sports Gal. Daniel is at Gunder Bathgate. And Joe is is at Big Joe Gun.